SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. After all, this football Friday begins right here, right now on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I'm your host, Ben Stevens. In this second hour, we will focus on the college side of things entering this upcoming weekend. Looking back, even on a football Friday, to some college basketball. Looking ahead to the weekend, keeping you up to date with some of the COVID cancellations we have seen across the country, but still... Some great action in the college hoops landscape for this weekend as well. Conference play in the Big East starts tonight. We'll preview all of that here in this second hour of TMA. And then to round out our second hour, Sports Grid CFB analyst Joe Lisi joins us because look at this smile. Not just Urban Meyer going down as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but bowl season begins today. Yes, bowl season in college football gets underway only about two hours from now, out in the Bahamas, you can soak in the scenery as Toledo faces off against Middle Tennessee State in the Bahamas Bowl. And then another game tonight, Coastal Carolina team total overs. I know my man Kevin Walsh, who was here in the first hour, believes thoroughly in that. A full bowl season preview of the games today and the slate that we have on a Saturday as well. Joe Lisi will join to do just that. But we begin with college basketball. Not the busiest week in all of college hoops, even before some of the COVID concerns we have seen sweep professional leagues and now making its way into the collegiate ranks as well because entering holiday breaks on university campuses, entering finals, we haven't seen all that many games. But a top 25 team in action last night. In fact, a top two team, number two in the country, the Duke Blue Devils, back on the floor for just the second time in the last two and a half weeks, hosting Appalachian State. Josh Graham was on the show yesterday. He was in attendance at Cameron Indoor to see the Duke Blue Devils prevail by 25 points, winning 92-67 to 67 over Appalachian, Appalachian State. Excuse me. They cover a 21-and-a-half-point spread, does Duke, in a game where they scored 92 points. A big effort from Coach K and company, Paulo Bancaro, one of the biggest freshmen you will see in all of college hoops, 16 points. Wendell Moore Jr. led the way for Duke with 21 points. Duke has now covered in two straight games since their return to the floor. The last time we had seen them prior to this week was at the end of November, losing as the number one team in the country to Ohio State. A couple of weeks off, back against South Carolina State on Tuesday night, covering as a 36.5-point favorite, beating South Carolina State by more than 40 points. And then last night as another big double-digit favorite, 21 and a half points Duke covers thanks to a 39 to 19 run late in that second half to spur on Duke to a win. The Blue Devils a minus 110 favorite to win the ACC entering last night's game in a big performance. Duke's game on Saturday that was previously scheduled against Cleveland State was canceled, but Duke has found a replacement opponent. That might be the story that we see over the next couple of weeks in college basketball. As COVID has spiked across the country, we have seen it obviously have its fair share throughout college hoops. We have now seen it in the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, everywhere. And we are seeing some cancellations, even for some marquee matchups that we had on the docket for this upcoming weekend in college basketball. That includes the CBS College Hoops Classic between Kentucky and Ohio State 
tomorrow. Kentucky and Ohio State were scheduled to play a top 25 tilt. Kentucky number 21 in the country. Ohio State number 15 in the country as we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The second hour of the morning after just getting underway on this Friday. Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast and all of our wonderful radio affiliates. I'm your host, Ben Stevens, looking at the college basketball landscape right now. And unfortunately, words we never thought we would have to say again or never hoped at the very least we would have to say again, COVID-19 cancellations alongside college basketball. And in a big way tomorrow, in a top 25 game that was scheduled, once again, number 21 Kentucky, number 15 Ohio State has been canceled at Saturday's CBS Sports Classic. This report coming from Gary Parrish, of CBS Sports. Some COVID concerns within the Ohio State basketball program has led to this cancellation. Kentucky is working right now to try to find a possible replacement matchup for this game on Saturday. There has been some speculation that Rick Pitino, the head coach of Iona, who also has an open date on Saturday, maybe they would try to form a game. Probably not going to happen from Coach Cal's perspective for Kentucky, but that has been in the works. There's been some Talk as well about UCLA, who is on a pause right now. Maybe their opponent being available for Kentucky to play. There will be some moving and shaking right now as we look at the college basketball landscape. My alma mater, we just got word that Syracuse University this morning, its next two games against Lehigh tomorrow that was scheduled and Tuesday against Cornell have been postponed at the moment. This is unfortunately what we might see right now in college basketball as we have some of these COVID concerns really across the entire country in professional sports and now in collegiate sports as well. We are nearing the holiday break on college campuses across the country. As they start to leave campus, regular students and student athletes alike, we will see how this plays out. Hopefully we do not have to pause any of the activities, but we will see what happens at the moment throughout college basketball. But know as you get excited for a game, that the lines might move or the lines might lock if a game is postponed or canceled across the country in college basketball. A couple of great games on the docket as of right now for today, though, including a Big East opener featuring a top 15 team in the country, Villanova on the road, somewhere in the middle of America, Omaha, Nebraska against Creighton. We will look at the Big East picture entering conference play in an afternoon delight in the college hoops landscape as well. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. As we get you set up for what we hope will be a very profitable weekend, we do that all across the sports landscape, including college basketball. You should know the deal by now. This new segment we have been getting your way is called The Zone, to get you in the zone with the trends that you need to know across the country in college basketball. A slight bit of breaking news here just moments ago on Twitter. John Rothstein reporting that tomorrow's game at the CBS Sports Classic, where we already saw one cancellation between Kentucky and Ohio State, there has been another cancellation. UCLA 
and North Carolina due to some COVID issues within the Bruins basketball program. UCLA officially now on pause again over the next week, week and a half or so across college hoops. This is going to be what we see play out. We hope to get through it, but again, just bringing you the breaking news here on the morning after on sports grid but we do have some games on the docket as of now for tonight in omaha nebraska a big east opener between creighton and number nine villanova and right now on the FanDuel sportsbook the cats a six and a half point road favorite the over under total at just 129 in a hook let's focus on that total first and foremost 129 and a half is the smallest over under total for either of these two teams all year long. I guess it slightly makes sense when you look at Villanova's most recent performance against the new number one team in the country in Baylor. Nova only put up 36 points. It was their lowest scoring output of the entire season. The only other time they had been below 70 points was the 67 they scored in Madison Square Garden in the game prior against the Syracuse Orange. So Villanova has been favored, as they will be tonight, against Creighton in seven of the ten games for the Cats this year. They are 5-2 ATS. They have also played five straight unders. Creighton has gone under in five of its last six games, seven of the 11 games total for the Blue Jays this year. So again, you're seeing a small total here at 129.5. And And one of my biggest handicap helps that I hope you can take from this for all of college basketball, when you see low totals, and 129.5 is certainly a low total for college basketball. Look at the pace of play and the adjusted tempo for both of these teams. Creighton, when I was covering them in Omaha, Nebraska, there you go, drink. Ben mentioned that he used to work and live in Omaha, Nebraska. Creighton used to play at a very fast tempo. They always wanted to get out, even after a made basket, and push the pace into the front court. Now, more so middle of the pack, 207th for an adjusted tempo efficiency metric on Ken Palm right now, and only the 72nd most efficient offense in the country. That is important when you compare to Villanova. Villanova is the sixth slowest team in all of college basketball. The 353rd adjusted tempo mark out of 358 Division I college basketball teams. Again, the sixth slowest pace in all of college basketball for Nova this year. But Jay Wright and his Cats are very efficient offensively. The sixth most efficient offense in all of the country. So points will be at a premium tonight, which is why you are seeing that over under total between Villanova and Creighton at 129 in a hook. Ken Palm, as he often does, predicts outcomes for games. He is saying that Villanova wins this game tonight on the road 68-63, which would go slightly over that total. And it would also be a cover for Creighton if the line stays at six and a half. So the Big East opener for both of these teams, some of the first action we will see within Big East conference play all year long, which gives us time to look at the Big East title odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Of course, Villanova, a top 10 team, is the favorite to win the Big East Conference crown at minus 140 right now on FanDuel. UConn has the second shortest odds at plus 380. Something you need to know about these odds that you are seeing right here. We are stationed in the greater New York City area, right outside of New Jersey. So New Jersey college teams are not factored into the odds that we can see. Thus, Seton Hall is not included here. And the Pirates have been off to a great start this year. A couple of top 25 wins over Texas, over Michigan early in the year on the road, a great win over Rutgers in a Garden State showdown on Sunday night. Seton Hall would be right there around that number 
of UConn, maybe even the second shortest odds. So depending on where you are listening or watching this show, maybe you are outside of the New Jersey area, you will see Seton Hall with pretty short odds to win the Big East Conference. Villanova still the favorites at minus 140. So as we go through the Big East, there's a team I want you to keep an eye on. If we can pull those odds up once again, Providence right now, according to the odds that we can see, 30 to 1, the fifth shortest odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Providence is off to a great start this year. Ed Cooley has his Friars playing very, very well. Providence 30 to 1, as you can see, to win the Big East. The fifth shortest odds, a pretty lengthy number, but off to a 10 and 1 start straight up this year. 7 and 4 against the number, and some really quality wins already on the resume for Providence. Wins over Wisconsin. Wins over Northwestern, wins over Texas Tech, and against their in-state foe in Rhode Island. The only loss straight up this year for Providence against Virginia. And you can understand that, although UVA has not had the banner year we have come to expect out of Tony Bennett and the Wahoos, at least this early on. Not a bad non-conference loss that is going to hurt Providence by any means and good experience to play against that pack line defense. So when you look at what Providence has done right now, they have won every game when booked outright as a dog this year and those four wins that i mentioned rhode island wisconsin northwestern and texas tech all teams within the ken palm top 75 northwestern wisconsin and texas tech all teams within the ken palm top 40 so providence is a team off to a great start this year and you're still getting a ton of value on the friars right now at 30 to 1 in the Big East conference those four teams at the top villanova yukon xavier and seton hall all ranked in the ken palm top 30 as well in those efficiency metrics right now throughout Kenneth Pomeroy's standing. So the Big E should be competitive this year. Villanova to be an odds-on favorite at the moment makes sense. Villanova has dominated the Big East in recent memory, but keep an eye on teams like Dan Hurley's UConn Huskies, on teams like Xavier right now, also off to a pretty good start that has played a good non-conference slate. You see St. John's there at 23-1. to And again, where I think there's tremendous amounts of value right now is Providence at 30 to 1. As we are starting conference action really across the country, you are going to see some lofty prices that you might be able to take advantage of because the books haven't quite adjusted yet because just because a team has been good in the non-conference slate off to maybe a better start than we projected doesn't necessarily mean that success is going to translate into conference play, but because of that, because the books are giving you a better price, you might be able to have some value on teams like Providence. Again, right now, the fifth shortest odds that we can see at 30 to 1 to win the Big East title. We also have games this afternoon in a great matchup. One of two ACC and Atlanta 10 matchups. St. Bonaventure taking on Virginia Tech this afternoon. This game tips around 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. A delight for you on this Friday. The Bahamas Bowl which kicks off in about an hour and a half to start bowl season in college football and then in college basketball action, Virginia Tech and St. Bonaventure. This game being played in Charlotte on a neutral floor. And right now, Virginia Tech, a two and a half point favorite against the Bonnies. The over under total also small at 129 and a half. The two games we're highlighting here, Villanova and Creighton and St. Bonaventure and Virginia Tech, both with a total at 129 and a half. And this has moved up by a point and a half from earlier this morning when I saw it at 128. St. Bonnie, their last game, a 10-point loss to UConn on Saturday, 74-64. to 64. It was their only other game this year that St. Bonaventure was booked as an underdog, and they haven't covered in four straight games, but St. Bonaventure has gone over in four of their last five games. 
Virginia Tech started off this year a perfect 5-0, both straight up and against the number. Now they have lost four of their last six games against good competition, meanwhile. Memphis, Xavier, Wake Forest, Dayton, but they didn't cover in any of those four games, and they were favored in three of those four games. So the most points Virginia Tech has scored in a loss, 93 against Cornell, but in the other five, they have averaged just 59.8 points per game. So keep that in mind for what might be an under game between the Bonnies and the Virginia Tech Hokies today, Friday afternoon, college basketball. We go to college football on the other side of the break. Bowl season begins. Stay with us on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on this football Friday right here on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens, now joined by Joe Lisi for the next couple of segments here because on this football Friday, it's not just a preview of the National Football League entering week number 15, but bowl season in college football begins today. Only about an hour and a half from now, at the Bahamas Bowl, Joe Lisi, between Toledo and Middle Tennessee State. And if you're not geeked up to talk a little Toledo Rockets football against Middle Tennessee State, then you need to find yourself a different show because right now, that is our focus right here on the grid. Joe, thank you so much for joining us on this Football Friday. Bowl season begins. Oh, it does, Ben. And we didn't have the Bahamas Bowl last year, so I'm very excited to see how this game plays out. Remember that Toledo did play in this ball game a couple of years ago and lost 35-32 to to FIU. So curious to see how the Rockets respond in a bounce-back spot. If you need an encyclopedia of college football knowledge and you didn't know that Toledo played in the Bahamas Bowl a couple of years ago and lost... 35 to 32. That's what Joe Lisi provides here on this football Friday, talking college ball across the sports grid network, because I didn't know that, but we take that into our handicapping for this year's rendition of the Bahamas bowl that begins bowl season Toledo right now, Joe, we've seen a slight bit of movement from the overnight number to where it is currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Last night when I checked, the Rockets were favored by 10 points. Right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook at 11 points past this number that you will see right here of 10 in a hook. So a point of movement in Toledo's favor against Middle Tennessee State. Joe, the over-under total, 50 and a half. Do you agree with the slight bit of market movement favoring Toledo? I do. I think they have the more balanced offense heading into this ball game. They can run it averaging well over 150 yards on the ground. They can toss it through the air and play a, a more up-tempo style of offense than Middle Tennessee State. But I think when you look at this ballgame as well, uh, Ben, when you just look at the total overall, 50, 50 and a half, they got it up to yesterday. Now we're seeing maybe some 49 and a halves. I think this game sails through the total. It's the first bowl game of the year. I understand both teams want to get away. It's a warm weather environment in the second half. From the heat and the humidity, teams can wear down in terms of the defensive side of the ball. So I lean to Toledo here, but my best bet in this matchup is the over in this ballgame, 50-50 and a half. I think it sails through that total later today. 
completely agree. Four straight overs for Toledo to end out the year. They scored 49 points in in three of their last four games, 35 points in that other game. They did not reach the 49-point benchmark. So Toledo scored a ton at the end of the season. And the Rockets were favored in all but two games this year, Joe. Eight and four against the number, including a game back in week number two of the regular season in college football where they covered and gave Notre Dame a great run in South Bend against the Fighting Irish. So this Toledo team has stepped up in competition this year. They've been good as a favorite against the number. They won and covered in three straight games to end out the regular season. And again, four straight overs to end out the regular season, three of their last four games scoring 49 points. Middle Tennessee, by the way, has been an underdog seven times this year, just two and five ATS as a dog. And in each of their six losses so far this season, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State did not cover in any of their losses for this college football season. So I'm kind of liking Toledo even laying the points. I'm liking the over of a 50 and a half point total. Our sports professor, Rick Horo on the grid, Joe, will be in attendance at the Bahamas Bowl, and he said take Middle Tennessee State in the points, so obviously we fade Rick Horo at all costs. (laughs) So that's how I'm feeling about this game between Toledo and Middle Tennessee State to kick off bowl season in the Bahamas Bowl. And, Joe, I think this is a good time to remind people. You have games that you often probably haven't watched either team play this college football season. I love Maction as much as the next person, but I only watched Toledo in bits and pieces this year. I did not see Middle Tennessee State on the gridiron throughout the college football campaign. So, Joe, how do you advise people to still be cautious about betting during college football bowl season when you have such a plethora of options to dive into? Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I advise them to tread lightly, especially in these early season bowl matchups, because we don't know what to expect. You could follow Toledo throughout the season. That doesn't mean they're going to give it their best A effort today, especially with three weeks off in terms of preparation. Sometimes that does benefit underdogs, which team is more motivated, look for for coaching type of situations, you know, a case in point, not just Notre Dame with Brian Kelly, but Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley and five assistant coaches that won't be there for the Oregon game. How does that affect the play calling? Look at Western Kentucky with Bailey Zappi. Both co-coordinators won't be there. So I advise, you know, people to tread lightly, even potentially play it from an in-game perspective because at least you'll be able to view maybe a quarter or two and see how these teams come to play and if they're into this ball game because intensity is really what wins bowl matchups. So we'll see how it starts. Early on, I can tell you, just from years past, traditionally in the first five or six bowls, it usually is favored heavy, and it does traditionally go to the under. There's one or two bowls, like the Bahamas Bowl, that does trend over Uh, especially in recent years, right? So we'll see how it plays out. That's what I advise people. Be careful. There's 42 bowl games. You're going to have an opportunity to make money along the way. I think that's a great bit of advice as well, that with the opportunities of in-game live wagering right now, you don't really need to do all that much leading into the game. You can have your handicaps. You can have the trends that Joe and I just laid out for you about the Bahamas Bowl matchup. Toledo coming in 8-4 and four against the spread. So far this year, only 2-5 and five against the number for Middle Tennessee State as an underdog. And then you can have all that still affect your handicap for an in-game live scenario because the biggest question with bowl season right now is with player opt-outs and coaching movement, who exactly is going to be rostered to play, and what will the motivation effort look like? You can get a sense of that 
a little bit into the first quarter even of a game to know at least who is out there and how willing these teams are to compete for a bowl victory. So I think in-game live betting, especially throughout the long amount of bowl season we have to go that starts today, that's a great bit of advice, Joe. You take your pregame handicap as you would before laying a wager and just see how it's playing out a couple of minutes in to that first quarter. The second game that we have of this bowl season beginner on a Friday is one I am very excited for. The tail greeter cure bowl between Coastal Carolina and Coastal Carolina taking on Northern Illinois. The Chanticleers, an 11-point favorite right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Also a hook of movement in their favor from when I saw this line last night. The over-under total, Joe Lisi, 62.5. I know where I want to go in this game, but first, Joe, let's hear from you. Well, uh, again, great matchup, Sunbelt and Mac, right? Coastal Carolina uh, lost to Liberty, la- excuse me, knocked off Liberty last year in, in the bowl game. Uh, you know, in the Cure Bowl. I think it was back-to-back Cure Bowls for Coastal Carolina, and they did, in fact, uh, you know, play very well in that ball game. But, you know, I lean to Northern Illinois here. This is a team that's led by former Michigan State quarterback Rocky Lombardi, their battle-tested team. Jay Ducker, their running back, is very solid between the tackles. Back-to-back 100-yard performances, especially stepped up in the MAC championship game against Kent State. They want to run the football. They're averaging well over 180 rushing yards on the ground. This game is played in Orlando, Ben, and even though I think the money will come in on Coastal in this matchup, I'm going to take Northern Illinois here, but I also like, in terms of one of my better bets, the under 62 and a half, because I think Northern will want to control the line of scrimmage, run the football to keep Grayson McCall and that explosive offense on the sideline. So if you're going to take the points, you lean to the under. So that's what I'm doing. I like the Huskies and the under in this ball game. That's my best bet in this matchup. Two of the top five rushing offenses in all of college football right now. NIU fourth best in the country, 229 and a half yards per game on the ground. Coastal just one spot behind, only two yards behind on average, 227 and a half yards per game on the ground for Coastal Carolina. Coastal also a top 30 rushing defense. NIU defensively, Joe, not nearly as good. Bottom 30 scoring defense in the country, 108th out of 130 FBS college football teams, giving up more than 34 points per game. So although an under might be in play for the game total overall, Joe Lisi, one of my favorite bets all year long, with Grayson McCall under center for the Chanticleers. Coastal Carolina team total overs. It's at 37 and a half today against the Huskies of Northern Illinois. It is a lofty number, but Coastal Carolina, one of the best scoring offenses in all of the country. In fact, the sixth, best scoring offense in all of college football, averaging 39.4 points per game. Grayson McCall played in 10 of the 12 games for Coastal this year, was dealing with some injuries there the late portion of October into early November. But when Grayson McCall is out there, he's the most efficient quarterback with the highest passer rating in all of college football. So you couple that with a really good rushing offense against a defense in Northern Illinois that will try to control the line of scrimmage. Joe, I agree with that. I still think there's an opportunity for Coastal to go over their team total of 37 and a hook. And there are odds up there, Joe Lisi, to bet on who's <laughs> going to score the most points in all of bowl season outside of the college football playoff national championship market. And Coastal's right there with the fourth best odds at 22 to 1. So I'm hoping Coastal can put a scare in this market and go over their team total 
of 37 and a half. Joe, we are just getting underway with all the glory of ball season. Two matchups today, a full slate on a Saturday in college football coming up tomorrow to begin bowl season. There are some great matchups tomorrow. App State in Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi, the leading passer in all of college football. Something called the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl that we will reference as well. Also, BYU, a top 15 team in action tomorrow on the Saturday slate of bowl season. Joe Lisi and I will break that down on the other side of the break. Stay with us on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday on the morning after continues right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network alongside Joe Lisi for a second straight segment. I am Ben Stevens, and this football Friday is a fantastic one because it begins bowl season in college football. Two games today and then a bevy of games on your Saturday slate across bowl season as well. So Joe and I will break down a couple of the best ones for tomorrow on Saturday. And one of the first to get underway, Joe, is a game I am thrilled for. A team from the Sun Belt in Appalachian State against a team from Conference USA, one of the best passing teams in all the country, Western Kentucky. And right now on FanDuel, App State, a three-point favorite in the Boca Raton Bowl, an over-under total of 66.5 against Western Kentucky. Joe, where do you see the edge here? We see App State at 2.5. It has moved between that in the number of three for a field goal. Where do you find the edge between WKU and App State? Yeah, well, prior to the Sun Belt Championship with UL Lafayette, App State had won six straight games since they lost yeah. in the regular season, 41-13. to Chase Bryce and the crew lost a very close ball game by eight points. But now, laying basically three points in this bowl matchup, I lean to Appalachian State here. Like I mentioned, Bailey Zappi, one of the most prolific college quarterbacks, challenging Joe Burrow this year for the FBS record in terms of this bowl matchup. But both offensive coordinators have taken other jobs so how does that affect the play calling in this ball game money coming in on western kentucky now i lean to app state and the under 66 and a half in this ball game ben joe i agree with you depending on how you look at this game you need to correlate the total with what side you like because if app state is going to win and cover this short spread it's probably going to be more of a defensive game keeping this rather lofty total of 66 in a hook under if western kentucky is going to run it up like they have all year long then they'll probably cover and we will see an over and they might win outright because i'm not sure that app state has the offense to compete with western kentucky at that level if the hilltoppers are going to score a lot of points in all year long western kentucky has scored a lot of points the fourth best scoring offense in all of college football averaging 41.8 points per game the lowest amount of points they've scored all year joe 31 points twice against two Big Ten teams early in the non-conference portion of their slate against Indiana. They covered that game. And then also against Michigan State, they did not cover against the Spartans. Both games booked 
as an underdog. And as we mentioned, Bailey Zappi, the nation's leading passer, threw for over 5,500 yards this year. That's the top mark in the country. 51 touchdown passes, also first best in the country. And when you look at this passing offense for Western Kentucky, they averaged, Joe, 431 yards per game, the most yards per game in the entire country. They also throw it 51 times per game. That's the second most passing attempts on average throughout all of college football. When you look at App State, though, again, a good defense, the 27th best passing defense, only giving up just a little bit over 205 yards per game through the air. And App State, a top 16, a top 20 scoring defense, 16th best, only allowing 20 points per game. So, Joe, I agree. The correlated market is, depending on what side you think wins here, you also need to look to a total. If Appalachian State is going to cover and win outright as a favorite, then I think it probably leans under. If Western Kentucky is going to add it up like they have all year long, then you have to think we push to an over as well. Western Kentucky, 2-1 and one ATS as an underdog this year. Three of the first four games is when WKU was booked as an underdog after that. They've been a favorite all year long. So, Joe, that is the Boca Bowl between Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. As we continue to march through the games that we have on a Saturday, one of the next games up, BYU, the 13th ranked team in the country, taking on UAB. And right now, Joe, the Cougars, a six and a half point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the over under total for the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. I want to make sure I got that right. The over under total is 55. How do you approach this matchup between a top 15 team taking on Bill Clark and the Blazers of UAB? Uh, this is one of my favorite bowl games, and I love the landscape in Shreve, uh, Shreveport, Ben. So really looking forward to this matchup, and I love the job that Bill Clark has done in terms of coaching this team up. I mean, just think a, a few years ago, they didn't have a program after Bill Clark basically coached them up to a bowl win, right? And now yeah. here they are facing a BYU Cougar team that I think a, a lot of people think are just going to walk over UAB and the Blazers in this matchup. But UAB traditionally struggles with speed teams, teams that can challenge them over the top with big play wide receivers. That's not BYU. Even though Jaron Hall and that offense can move the football through the air, they're more of a methodical offense with Tyler Algier at the running back position, physical offense and defensive line. But that goes right into the strength of the physicality of UAB. I like the Blazers in this matchup, taking the six and a half points, taking the 205 on the money line. I think they strike the upset and knock off BYU in this ballgame. I have been a huge fan of UAB. Joe, last year when a lot of the Power Five conferences were debating on if they would play a college football season with the SEC starting delayed and the Big Ten and Pac-12 postponed and even canceled for times, I was looking for a team to follow. And one of my good friends was working as a sports anchor in Birmingham, Alabama, Drew Carter, who has been on this show before, and he wanted to highlight UAB and the work that Bill Clark had done for this Blazers football program. I became in love with the University of Alabama, Birmingham. My grandma is also from Birmingham, Alabama. So I have followed UAB over the last two years, and you are right. The physicality up front is where I think UAB might have an advantage, or maybe not an advantage, but just at least able to stay in this football game and covering a six-and-a-half-point spread. The 11th best rushing defense in the country for UAB, only allowing 108 yards per game on the ground. And the Blazers, as an underdog this year, been booked as a dog four times, Three and one against the spread, winning twice outright in three of those covers. And the only time they did not cover Joe 
as a 22 and a half point underdog week number two of the regular season against Georgia. We can all forgive for not covering even a big number against UGA. BYU is a favorite this year, nine of 12 games, Joe, and only covering three times in that nine game span when they have been booked as a favorite. So I think UAB could pull off the upset or at least cover as an underdog. And a spoiler alert for you here, Joe Lisi, the Jack Weinberger cap of the week has to do with this game. We will hear from Jack through me coming up next here to round out our number two, all part of the bowl season fun when we can include a Jack cap of the weekend. Joe, I like to be in lockstep with you when we break down UAB and BYU. Again, the Cougs, a top 15 team in the country, ranked 13th entering this Independence Bowl against the Blazers of UAB. Another highlight we will see tomorrow, Joe, throughout the bowl landscape, Malik Willis, the quarterback of Liberty. And Liberty takes on Eastern Michigan tomorrow. Liberty, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. And Malik Willis will be the focus of that game, Joe, because he is going to be one of the first three, first five quarterbacks taken in this upcoming 2022 NFL draft. There was a time this year, Joe Lisi, as you well know, Malik Willis was projected as the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. It hasn't been the most outstanding year for the quarterback from Liberty, but still a pretty solid campaign. What can we expect from Liberty, the Flames, and Malik Willis tomorrow? Well, I think Liberty might bounce back and win this bowl game, but I'm inclined to take the points with a gutty Eastern Michigan team, nine and a half points in a bowl matchup. I understand it's a Mac team and they have a significant disadvantage in terms of the speed perspective, but I'm inclined to take that in the bowl, bowl, bowl game, even though they're going up against a dynamic playmaker in Malik Willis. Let's not forget that Liberty failed to step up this year. You mentioned that they lost to Syracuse basically as a favorite in that ball game. They failed to step up as a 32.5-point favorite and lost outright to UL Monroe. Couldn't go toe-to-toe with Matt Corral in Mississippi. So they sort of played down to the level of competition. So in terms of draft status, I think Malik Willis bounces back with a solid performance. Like I said, Liberty wins. I'm going to take the points with Eastern Michigan, but I love the over 58, specifically for that factor that Malik Willis looking to improve his draft status. If they have an opportunity to get a lot of points, I think they push tempo. So I'm going to take the points in this ballgame, but my best bet is the over 58 at minus 110, Ben. Yeah, Joe, that game against Matt Corral and the Rebs down there in Oxford was going to be one that was apparently a highlight for both quarterbacks, probably in speculation to be two of the top three quarterbacks taken in this upcoming 2022 NFL draft, right alongside Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, yesterday announced he will not play in the Peach Bowl on December 30th, nor will his opponent on the other side for Michigan State, Kenneth Walker III. So two of the best players in that bowl game, both out for the Peach Bowl, just an update there. But Malik Willis against Matt Corral in that game against Ole Miss. We were hoping to see fireworks. It wasn't even that great of a game. There wasn't all that many points scored really on either side. It was not the showcase we might have been hoping for. And oftentimes, Joe, as we're talking about Kenny Pickett and guys like K-9 for Heisman and Kenneth Walker III, who opt out of bowl games because they are focused on the draft process and they have given us tons and tons of highlights into prime time and national TV games throughout the regular season. Malik Willis really hasn't had that opportunity. So here now in this bowl game, in a standalone environment, if he can wow and dazzle against EMU, you are going to see a motivated Liberty side, which is often quite the opposite from a lot of players that might opt out of this bowl season to focus on the pre-draft process. This might be one of the last times for Malik Willis in a live football game to truly impress some scouts 
across the National Football League that at times throughout this college football season speculated Malik Willis was in the running to be the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. There was still a chance, as we often see, QBs slide up the draft board very, very quickly. But I don't know if Malik Willis still has that standing, an opportunity at least to showcase what he can do against Eastern Michigan tomorrow in a great bowl game in all of college football Saturday in the bowl slate. Now, Joe, there's a game on the slate tomorrow called the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, and you're hearing that correctly. Jimmy Kimmel, the late-night talk show host, one of the biggest celebrities in the late-night talk show game, is sponsoring a bowl game. He wanted to sponsor a bowl game, as he said, to give it some hype, to give it some hoopla around it so that people like you and I, Joe Lisi, would say the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl on the airwaves breaking down a sports game in college football. But that's what we have between Oregon State and Utah State tomorrow night out in Los Angeles. Right now, the B.C. is a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under total is up there, Joe. 67.5 for the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. How do you approach this matchup? Well, I'm buying into the Pac-12 this year. So I, I, I know that they've been down in recent years, Ben, but I went in with the methodology yeah. that I'm back in the Pac-12 in a majority of their ball games. And, and from the football perspective, I really like the physicality of the offense and defense alliance of Oregon State, good quarterback play in terms of Chance Nolan. Jonathan Smith has coached this team up. They've stepped up against solid competition, forced turnovers. And that's not to take away from Utah State. Utah State 7-0 on the road or on a neutral field this year. Logan Bonner, dynamic performance against San Diego State. But the speed perspective of a Pac-12 opponent up against Mountain West Conference to me is the difference. Like Oregon State, I leaned to the over originally, but now I thought about it. San Francisco, these games always go under in bowl matchups. Give me the under 67 and a half. Joe, the last time we saw Utah State, who was one of the best teams against the number all year long in college football, 9-4 and four ATS, they absolutely dismantled San Diego State in the Mountain West title game, winning outright 46-13 to 13 as a six-and-a-half point favorite. I think the number and getting the hook in your advantage with the Aggies is going to be beneficial, but it should be a good game. I think Oregon State wins. Utah State might cover in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yes, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. All part of the fun of bowl season. So is the Jack Weinberger Cap of the Weekend. That's next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our second hour together here on this Football Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside Joe Lisi, rounding out our number two. Joe has been here for the last couple of segments, breaking down the beginning of college football bowl season. Two games today, a full Saturday slate. And of course, Joe, you know the deal by now. It is time for our Jack Weinberger cap of the weekend. Jack Weinberger, an associate producer here on the morning after, our former intern, and nobody caps college football games quite like Jack. And he has a cap for tomorrow's game between BYU and UAB. Tomorrow, Joe, is national answer the phone like Buddy the Elf Day. Buddy, of course, from the movie Elf, 
featuring Will Ferrell. Obviously, is who plays Buddy the Elf. Jack just watched earlier this week another Will Ferrell movie called Downhill, which was filmed in Park City, Utah. Park City, only about 45 miles away from Provo, which is Provo, excuse me, which is why Jack is rolling downhill full steam ahead with BYU minus six and a half against UAB tomorrow. Joe, I already know your thoughts. Both of you and I are on the side of the Blazers of UAB. We are both on opposite ends of the Jack cap of the weekend. Does it scare you, Jack's cap, backing BYU? No, but I wanted to ask Jack, why was it BYU and me potentially not Utah? Is it because Provo was closer? That was yeah. then, That would be my question. I think he's a prisoner of the moment right now, and we asked for a cap for this Saturday slate, so I don't think he was looking forward to the Rose Bowl for Utah Utes, but might we see a similar story come up for the Jack Weinberger cap for the granddaddy of them all, but also tomorrow being answer the phone like Buddy the Elf Day. I think that also predicated Jack Not back in the Cougs laying six and a half against UAB. Joe Lisi, Sports Grids college football analyst, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on College Football Today. Joe and his co-host, Scott Wetzel, will go through the entire bowl slate. I mean, all of it. Joe, enjoy that tomorrow morning. Thanks for joining us on the morning after. Anytime, Ben. Love the show. Appreciate it, my man. Hour number three, happy hour on this Football Friday is up next. Dispensing little pearls of sports strategy wisdom like gumballs from the machine where your dad used to take you for a haircut when you were a kid. (laughs) 